to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm Marissa, and this is a weekly podcast in which I talk about a wide variety of writing and reading-related topics. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about something that I spoke about a few weeks ago. I'm kind of talking about it partly as a reminder. It's something you want to sign up for. Now's a great time to do it. But also because I wanted to let you know that this is my last podcast episode for the month of June. And I'm going to take a little break in July. I don't think I'm going to not podcast at all. But I've been accumulating some new listeners in recent weeks. Welcome, new listeners. I hope you like what you've been hearing. I know when I check out a new podcast and I find out that the person or the people who are responsible for the podcast have put out quite a few episodes, and I've done over 80 at this point, which seems amazing to me. I really didn't think I'd get this far. But yeah, when I discover a new podcast and then I find out that people responsible for the podcast have been putting it out for some time and there are several hundred episodes to look through I kind of get overwhelmed and I don't go back and listen to a lot of those old episodes so what I'm going to do I think in the next few weeks for the most part is post some of these older episodes again as encore episodes maybe some of the first or some of the ones that I did in the first few months that I got this podcast going for the benefit of people who didn't hear them the reason I'm doing this is because I decided to sign up for Camp NaNoWriMo. I signed up last weekend on a whim, it's, but it's been something I've been thinking about doing for quite a while. And I, I thought, well, you know, I did this project back in November. I have over 50,000 words, but I don't want to use most of them. So I've been rewriting this, but it's kind of been slow because I've been doing a lot of stuff with this podcast over the last few months. So I decided that for the most part, I'm going to take July off from doing new episodes of the podcast so that I can really focus on Camp NaNoWriMo. And I've mentioned this before. I will mention it again in case you are still thinking of signing up for Camp NaNoWriMo. But Camp NaNoWriMo is different from November NaNoWriMo in that November NaNoWriMo, you're committing to a minimum word count of 50,000 words. Whereas Camp NaNoWriMo, which is was also in April, I missed that one, but it's the same for the one in July, you can commit to any word count you'd like. So if you want to do more than 50,000 words and you really think you can do, say, 60,000 or 70,000 in a month, all the more power to you. I picked something more manageable. I committed to 25,000 words. I think that's enough to, if not finish what I'm working on, at least get a good amount down. Or maybe, maybe I even have a novella. I don't know. But I really want to finish a good draft of this project. And I thought Camp NaNoWriMo would be the perfect opportunity to do that. So, again, I'm not completely taking a break like I did last November to do NaNoWriMo and not putting out any podcast episodes at all in July. But the next few episodes are primarily going to be uh, quote-unquote encore episodes of very early episodes that I did. 
And with that, the episode that I'm bringing to you this week is an edited version of a Patreon-only episode that I did several months back that a lot of you did not get to hear. The majority of this episode is a response to something that I saw on Quora on how a writer can become quote-unquote good with words. That was the term that the original poster used. I think that there's a lot in here that you'll find beneficial regardless of what stage you're at as a writer. So I think you'll find some things in here that are valuable. I did edit the beginning and the end of this out since this was a Patreon episode, but at the beginning of this little excerpt, you're going to hear me talking about imposter syndrome and things like that. I decided to leave that in, even though that doesn't really relate to the good with words theme, because I think imposter syndrome, I did a whole episode of this several months back, but imposter syndrome is something that we as writers deal with all the time, even if we've published several books. For that reason, I think it bears repeating, even though, like I said, I already did an entire podcast episode on imposter syndrome. It's there if you want to go back and hear more of it. But I decided to leave that part in the podcast, but I just wanted to give you that little uh, explanation right now in case you start listening to the next few minutes and you're like, well, Marissa was just talking about becoming good with words, but here she's talking about imposter syndrome, so what the heck's going on? So with no further ado, here is that excerpt on primarily becoming good with words that originally appeared on my Patreon. I hope you get a lot out of it. Enjoy. We've all struggled with self-confidence at one point, or at a number of points, and I really want writers to know that it's natural. A lot of us are still learning as we go along. I almost think there's something seriously wrong with writers who feel they don't need to learn all that much, although I really don't know any, but I'm sure they're out there. Whether they've written bestsellers or they just feel, I found my happy place, I like this formula, I have a loyal audience, I'll just keep cranking out one book after another like this, no writer should feel that way. If you find a formula that you think works, great. I'm not going to try and take that from you. But you should have more than one formula up your sleeve. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Broaden your bag of tricks. Always always look to do that. You'll be a better writer and a better person for doing that. And on that note, I'm going to go into today's topic, which I think fits in with what I just said. I was looking at Quora a few nights ago. And I noticed that several people answered a question in one of the writing communities that asked how they, the writers, became quote-unquote good with words. I didn't answer there. I don't really post anything on Quora because I've always found it a little intimidating for some reason. I mean, you can find answers to just about anything there. And a lot of people can go on and on And if you look up their profiles, you see they've written thousands of answers like that. And you almost start to wonder whether they spend all their time on Quora. And to that, I have to say no thanks. When I have something to say, I'll stick to Twitter. But when I'm looking things up online, Quora is unavoidable. And I have found some good information there in the past. 
So I tend to lurk, and every once in a while, I find something there that makes me think, like this question, asking writers how they became good with words. I may not have answered it there, but I'll answer it here. And in answering, I'm not going to say I'm good with words. Instead, I want to frame this answer as, how can a writer, any writer, become good with words? Like several of the writers who responded on Quora, I will say it's important to read as much as you can. No matter how much you love to write, it's good to put aside at least a little time that you might have spent writing into reading. Even if you don't have a lot of free time to write, let alone read, take a look at what a typical day looks like for you. Maybe you can fit in a little time to read during your lunch hour or before you go to bed or even while you're sitting in your car waiting to pick up food or whatever you ordered through curbside delivery. You don't need a physical book. You can download the Kindle app on your phone, or if you can subscribe to Audible, or if you belong to a library, you can listen to audiobooks while you're driving or working out. That can count as reading. The point I'm trying to make is, even though it can be tough to sit down with a physical book a lot of the time, you have a number of options for reading just about anywhere. But anyway, how can reading a lot help you become good with words? A few of the responders to the Quora question said, reading a lot is good because it helps you learn new words. And that's definitely true. But I'm someone who doesn't think you need to know a lot of fancy words to write well. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. And granted, I love learning new words. I post a lot of unusual words I've just learned on Twitter. But there's a difference between coming across new words at your own pace on Google or social media and reading a book with a lot of quote-unquote million-dollar words, as I've heard them called. Trust me, you don't want your reader to have to keep putting down your book or leaving the page on their ebook to go look up what it means. Even if it only takes up a few seconds, doing it over and over interrupts the flow of their reading. Also, it makes you look pretentious and may even suggest that you're a mediocre writer but think you can cover it up by using fancy words. So I don't think your goal in reading to become better with words should necessarily be to learn more big words. Although I'm gonna stress that picking up a new one here and there can't hurt. But if you're talking about sentence structure or grammar or tone, reading other writers' works can help you become better with words in the sense that you become better able to manipulate them. Maybe wordiness is an issue for you and reading other writers can help you get a better idea of what you can cut out of your own writing. As I see it, knowing what needs to stay and what to cut out requires you to be good with words, as it requires you to determine which ones are most impactful and should stay in the writing. I think another thing you can do to become good with words is write, but while you're writing, don't be overly concerned with being good with words in the process of writing. 
If you think you need to strive to be a good writer with every word you put down on the page, you'll type yourself into a corner that you may not be able to get out of anytime soon. And I say that as someone who, for years, tried to be good with words all the time. I ended up not even putting down a lot in drafts because I didn't like the way they sounded. I ended up abandoning a number of projects halfway or three quarters of the way through and not doing anything with works that I managed to finish. Now when I write, I think, well, if it kind of sucks, I can just go back later on and edit it. So again, I believe that writing more helps you become better with words. And letting the crap flow freely, instead of trying to suppress it, can prove cathartic. Sometimes the good stuff starts popping up when you least expect it, and nothing will have brought it on except for the fact that you were writing. I'll finish this up by saying that reading and writing certainly can help you become good with words. But I think it would be a good idea to broaden our conception of just what that means. A broad vocabulary is a good thing. But putting a bunch of difficult words that no one else knows in just to show that you know a lot of words can actually narrow your ability to get your point across. I see a writer who's good with words as someone who can use them to communicate clearly with readers at a number of levels, who can inform, persuade, and enlighten those readers. And with most words, I don't think just knowing the words and their definitions is enough. You need to know how they work together as part of a larger framework. And you need to know when they're not serving any purpose and should probably be removed. I talk about this once in a while on the main feed. Quantity versus quality. Knowing all the words in the dictionary, which is not possible for most of us, but you know what I mean. It can't help you if you can't use them in a way your audience finds relatable. Again. Don't not learn fancy words. Just don't make that your life's mission as a writer. So that there's my spiel on becoming good with words. I think it's important as writers that we every once in a while step back and look at the language that we're currently using as well as the language that we would like to use going forward in our works in the future. I think it's important not just to seek to learn new things, but also look at what we currently use and maybe finding new ways to adapt it because there's really nothing wrong with what we already know and what we already use. But a lot of times, all you really need to do is find new ways to use that rather than seek to use things that maybe people might not understand or find accessible. So on that note, once again, the next month I'm going to be running episodes that I ran maybe a year and a half ago. So this is the last new episode for a while. I'll be back in August with new content, but you can still feel free to email me at marissadellefarfale at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at at marissad13 and on Instagram at www.instagram.com slash marissadf13. Also, I no longer have a Patreon page, which was one of the reasons why I ran this Patreon-only episode, because again, a lot of people didn't hear it, but I do have a Buy Me A Coffee page, 
at www.buymeacoffee.com slash marissabf13. If you buy me a coffee, I will mention you in an upcoming episode to show my gratitude. And finally, I would really appreciate it if you can rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, as it'll help a lot more people find out about this show. I'm also going to include a link to Camp NaNoWriMo if you would like to sign up. Please feel free to do that. And if you do decide to do NaNoWriMo, good luck. And we will talk about it more when we come back in August. Although I'm not really going away. You know what I'm saying. So on that note, have a good month. And I'll see you in August. This podcast is written and produced by Marissa Dele Farfalle and brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Learn more at www.anchor.fm.